Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So it's 3-2-1, then clap on the silent four, right? 3-2-1, then clap on the silent four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Episode 293 of the 20 Minute Times flagship podcast. I'm joined by Stephen. Good to be here. And Melly. Also good to be here. And you know what? How are you feeling? How's how are the moods? How's the temperature at the moment? You feeling stressed? You feeling good? Valentine's Day roasting, huh? Oh, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> and you're spending it uh, recording podcasts <laughs> with our podcast wives. Uh, are you as angry as Ange Postacoglu was in the touchline? Oh, when was oh. the last time you were that angry? Uh, I think it's the biggest Australian meltdown since the Democracy oh, Manifest guy. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you don't know that video, go and treat yourself to Democracy Manifest guy and see uh, an Australian legend at work there. But it's the it's the angriest guy I've ever heard. Since. What was the charge, Millie? Enjoying a back pass, a succulent <laughs> Celtic back pass? Is that what the charge was? Not moving forward quickly enough. Not touching enough penis. That's what I mean. <laughs> that is a by the way. That's a joke yeah. from the Democracy Manifest. Guy. Um, I think the problem with that is Stephen that Celtic fan TV or Celtic TV rather they're not going to give us a unique angle on it you know mm. they like to give you the unique angle on all the goals I don't think they're going to give us a unique angle on that I don't think they're going to give us a unique angle on the Beton goal either no that was horrible um, the atmosphere was dead at the game for, for reasons don't tell the terrace yeah <laughs> do, you, do you hear that the terrace can I just say something to the terrace while you brought up only we can slag ourselves like that, okay? Yous are not allowed to make those jokes about us. Correct, right? yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, aye, you can, like, you don't want to hear jokes about your own family, but you don't mind slagging them behind their oh, backs aye, and stuff like that. So the terrorists don't get to make those jokes, right? And you don't want us making jokes about the terrorists, do you? <laughs> certainly don't, no. I certainly don't want us opening up on that. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so the, the atmosphere was slightly tepid at the ground oh. because the, some fans weren't allowed into the game and it made for... <laughs> you were able to hear everything basically you could hear the players you could hear the players on the pitch you could hear the manager from across the other side of the stadium it was a, a unique atmosphere in that regard uh, Ange said after the match that he, he was angry that the players only put in a 45 minutes he says we're not here just to put in a 45 minute performance but one thing that sort of followed this team around this season Melly, along, amongst all the good performances and the goals and the players and Ange and all that is we tend to blow teams away in the first 45 minutes we, we did that against Aberdeen yeah, we did. We're kind of. I thought on Sunday there because the first half was okay, and then the second half was really poor. Between the two goals, there wasn't really much much to get the fans going. But Sunday was disappointing more from uh, probably the manager's point of view because well, they made seven or eight changes, and you're thinking these guys are coming in with something to prove. They're wanting to prove to me that they should be in the team when I pick it for the next game. 
not a lot of players really took that opportunity and then even within that if individual players aren't doing that we want the the team to just be going even if there's a lot of changes in it you want them to say the play play the same way didn't quite do that either it was all mm. a bit passive but once we got that first goal it was oh, we'll pretty much see this out and Ange Postacoglu let rip after it, didn't he? I know, it's it's quite refreshing seeing that, Stephen. It's a wee bit different from seeing the Neil Lennon meltdown. When Neil <laughs> Lennon's angry, people are like, hold on a minute. Neil you, Lennon would have said it was outstanding. It was seen, a, an outstanding I, performance. I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. <laughs> a lot of people go, Neil Lennon would be saying, no, that was the performance of the season. That was, <laughs> look, there's different ways, you know, management, different ways, different needs and all that sort of thing. Um, and, and on the Aberdeen game, just going back to, to what I'd sort of touched on a wee minute ago, the, the 45 minutes of the first half of the Aberdeen game he probably would have felt completely different yeah well an action packed night at mm. Pataudry uh, we were expecting a tough one kind of got that but I think like, I think Celtic were pretty good in the first half as you mm. say and it, it, I wouldn't go as far as it, say, it fell apart or anything like that in the second half but it was just that sort of 10 minute spell where it looked as if they were coming right back into this there was the chopped off goal as well that they uh, mm. I, I kind of shat it there to be honest I, <laughs> I, I thought they'd scored that but it was clearly offside when mm. you see the replays that Ramirez's goal but aye it was it was an action-packed game of what I had a bit of everything there's a few contentious decisions in there mm. which we'll probably get into as well but yeah the an altogether different performance from Wraith Rovers uh, uh, it was a, a good 45 minutes the first half of Celtic Aberdeen changed things in the second half Melly gave us a tough time if it wasn't enough to keep Stephen Glass's job mm. unfortunately no, I seen got the Dan Mack after the game at the weekend in the mm. Cup, didn't he? Aberdeen are quite strange that they're poor against sort of weaker opposition, but when they come up against us, they're pretty good. And obviously you're going up there, you can't expect a tough game and all I ask is come away with a win, no injuries, and as always, don't let Lewis Ferguson score. But as <laughs> How many always, goals is that he's got against us now? He's now got seven goals <laughs> against Celtic. Midfielder. That is that's getting up there with basically anyone. I think in the in the twenty first century, only off the top of my head, I think only Lionel Messi and Kenny Miller have got more goals than him against Celtic, which is ridiculous. Could we please put a stop to that before it goes any further? That's He's only 22 and he's got seven goals against Celtic, which is ridiculous. We used to talk about all these so-called thorns in our sides, mm. all the kind of hunt players that are quite annoying, used to get quite a lot of goals against us. But Lafferty and Novo and guys like that only ever get like three or four or something like that each. Lewis Ferguson's he's got more seven. than Morelis. Ah, oh, oh, comfortably yeah. more than Morelis. <laughs> But the rest of the performance in the first half was great. I mm. thought once we get that two-goal lead, I thought Stephen Glass could be seeing the end of this tonight because it mm. felt like Celtic could go on to win four or, four or five. But just that wee bit in the second half. But again, it's another game where you can look at it and go, right, we sort of great first half, second half sort of dipped a wee bit. But Celtic, maybe the start of the season, definitely last season, wouldn't have came away with three points and that's exactly what we've done. Um, Stephen, the Jota thing, he was out injured, he'd come back, his performance was a wee bit lukewarm and people were saying, and we discussed it on the, the, the preview show, what we hope to see for him, are we going to get Jota back in the fold, the Jota that we remember, buying two goals. <laughs> was that a yawn must have forgot performance for Jota Aye. on the night? Ah, brilliant, I mean, the, there's been a lot of, as, as I said to everyone we're kind of intro on this, it's, there's been a lot of contention about this game, but one mm. thing that wasn't in doubt was Jota makes a huge difference what? to this team. We saw it again against Wraith Rovers, which we'll come on to, but what a difference he makes to this team. And it had been questioned a wee bit since he's come back from his injury. Is he putting in the same level of performance? Which is a bit strange because, I mean, the guy's been injured and he's come, come back in. And he, I it shows it you the standards Rangers. this team have got now. Yeah, yeah. And we'll probably touch on it when we get to Maeda. But the standards this team, there was just you expect just to come in and you're, you're supposed to be brilliant. Doesn't yeah, matter what's happened. Doesn't matter if you've had injuries, time off. Doesn't matter if you're just in the door. 
it's the, yeah. and this is the problem with being a Celtic manager and bringing a and bringing a strong team back. The standards amongst us now are just like what you said, Jota. But I don't care if he's been <laughs> out injured. He said two yeah. lukewarm games. Yeah, it's because like guys like Hatati, Matt O'Reilly have came in and been absolutely sensational. So when you're looking at it, Maeda didn't quite have the finishing at the game, mm. but we still scored three goals. Our striker <laughs> yeah. wasn't really hitting form, and we still got three goals, and that's. That's the good thing about Celtic right now. We're, we're just ticking off these games win by win. Every time we go out in the pitch, you're thinking, right, if Jota's no doing it tonight, I bet Hattati and O'Reilly will mm. do something. Jack and Marcus, Maeda, there's a goal and a bad all the time. So there's goals from Celtic can get from everywhere. And when you've got that, you can win games. And we've seen at the weekend a couple of changes, but again, Jota coming on. and The Aberdeen game, you're like, right, he's back. So that's another one to add to the Arsenal, mm. isn't it? I keep urging a sort of calm when it comes to certain players and when you talk about their dips in form and Maida's been sort of questioned a wee bit as well because he wasn't great against Aberdeen and I keep going right I think everybody just sort of needs to calm down a wee bit with these new players on both sides see when people say oh he's rubbish because he's had a poor game or, mm. so, or like when we get carried away because he scored on his debut I keep going I everything just settled down he's a new player I just want him to score a normal goal <laughs> <laughs> there is that that's what I want but what doesn't help when I keep going to say right everybody calm down is when everybody's brilliant for, straight for the word go Matt O'Reilly comes in looks like an absolute steel Hatati we've spoken about mm. at length as well so I keep it's not it's not ideal for these new players because of the standards as you said that these brand new players are setting immediately as soon as they come in the door it's a world away from the start of the season where we're at we need Kyogo and Jota. We need yeah. them. We can't handle it without them, even McGregor. Now we're like, oh, Kyogo's been out for weeks and we've, we've just beaten everybody anyway, aren't we? I can't, I can't fathom how good this team's going to be when Kyogo comes back. It's, it looks sensational. And that's the thing as well, what I was just coming on to say there. At the start of the season, we were sort of winning games and if we we're missing a player, like, ah, we really missed, missed them. But right now, if, say, like Maeda didn't have the best game during the week or somebody else doesn't have a great game, somebody else picks up the flack mm. and somebody else is brilliant. So it's not as if we're relying on one player right now, which you really need because look, we're going into these games and again, ticking them off, getting there. But we're getting really to the business end of the season. That's We've had the league game, we've had a cup game, we've now got a European game coming up. It's all starting to come now and we need everybody to be... You can't have everybody on form all the time, but when somebody has a wee dip for a game, but nobody's really been terrible, somebody else will just up it a bit and be like, fair enough, lads, fair enough. Do you know what a highlight of uh, the Aberdeen game was? It was the video doing the rounds of the Rangers fans singing, <laughs> we shall not be moved. And then the one goes, it all just dies down and some guy off camera goes, oh, it's him scored already, mate. Brilliant. Yeah, that's incredible. I feel like we shall not be moved is one of those songs that's just lost all meaning now. Mm. You went top of the league for all of about 45 seconds yes, and you're yeah. saying we shall not be moved. It's, it's not only premature, you, you were only there for a certain length of time. Like, how can you not be moved from a position you just took up? <laughs> that's, it. that's it, game over. Like, we, we, we won't be moved anymore. Um, let's talk about the Jota goals, Miley. First one is Matt O'Reilly again. We just when he drifts out to that sort of wide position and cuts the way Ange plays, he plays like Hatati on the left because he's right footed, and Matt O'Reilly on the right because he's left footed. And mm. you can see why when he puts that ball in there, and it's a sort of it was a kind of bad a goal for me coming in at right. that back post, coming in there and being where he should be. And you're like, right, it sort of goes in off his knee, is it? Sort of thing. Just bundles all yeah, going, Like yeah. maybe that's like, we always say, I'll just get one hit off you to go in. That's what Jota want. But once he got that goal, you're like, he's flying after this. He's absolutely mm. flying. And he terrorised Aberdeen. Like every time that was just in front of us. So every time we were going forward, like Aberdeen looked shell shocked, man. 
that goal, I think that obviously the keeper made a, a mess of it, made a right horlicks of mm. it. And a hard hey, can one. Can you just yeah. calm the Swedish? We'll <laughs> sorry, sorry. We will Language get this pulled off YouTube. Um, it's a very difficult ball to defend because it's it's that in swinging and deep and right to the back post. Where's it into Stephen? Into the corridor of uncertainty, yes. of course it is. Yeah, but the I think the I think what made it even more difficult for the keeper was that the defender sort of rushes him right yeah. at the last second and the keeper doesn't really know what to do mm. allowing Jota to just both of them come towards the ball neither of them really get it because they leave it to each other effectively in the split second that it takes and Jota just sneaks in at the back post we've all been waiting for Matt O'Reilly I mean his performances he's slotted right into this team oh, brilliantly Look, another one looks like a complete steal we've all been waiting for him to get his first goal I mean a big massive 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 but they'll count oh they'll count and he deserves it he's been mm. absolutely tremendous he's setting up goals he's He's had a couple of wee chances here and there, but that one, it was good. It was a ball into Maeda from McGregor, I think, and it just comes to him and he takes a shot early. And that's what happens when you take shots like that early. It can take that deflection and it just totally wrong foots the keeper. But just like, for a guy that deserves a goal, he is that, that guy yeah. because he's just been utterly... Fin- I, I can't quite believe how good he's been, especially <laughs> because we've got Hatati there who's been utterly sensational. Mm. For MDLs to sign and come in and look as good as Hitati is unbelievable. It's I I said the steal, Stephen, but I mean that's ridiculous. I'm I'm surprised that no I think there was I think Blackburn perhaps were in for him at the time or right. one or two other clubs, but I'm I'm amazed that we managed to pick this guy up for the money we picked him up for. Yeah, and it's it, it doesn't even seem to have been one of these cross border things where we got no. him for an absolute pittance. We basically just went paid the fee yeah. and got the guy. <laughs> yes. I don't know how I've managed to pull this off. I said that I think it was last week I said it's not supposed to be as easy as this. We're not supposed to get <laughs> these players. We're supposed to get guys who are either about three years off first team ready and we loan them out for about four years and then they just sort of disappear. Or it's a 29-year-old loan from the English Premier League who's on like 80 grand a week We are picking up a quarter or something like that and he, it doesn't have any impact. That's how that's how I demand my Celtic <laughs> transfers go. And this is what I was talking, this is what I kind of touched on last week. He's one that we've Andrew and Nan said him he says he's been on Celtic's radar for a while and we had another look at him at this window. So that tells me that it's the the, the linchpin to all these good signings is definitely Andrew because he goes, Well, I can get this guy <laughs> yeah. for a million. I bring him in because I can work with him. Whereas yeah. Neil Lennon obviously looked at him and went, Nah, as you said, <laughs> I want to get on the phone to somebody that can get me somebody who's no getting a game for Aston Villa or whatever, yeah. get them on loan, one of those type. Hit the doo-doo phone. <laughs> hit the doo-doo, I hit the big red doo-doo button. The O'Reilly thing as well, and I think it came out this morning that Ange was interviewed. I think it might have been this morning, but maybe later in Australia that it was he was interviewed and he was talking about signing players and he says, Look, I've got a set way of playing and I mm. know exactly what I want from every position and what the characteristics and qualities that players need. And he said, I can look at players and see, yes, I can work with them. And he says, I've got players already here that I can work with. So it's like we, it was last week we spoke about it. If you've got all that, if you know exactly what you want in a player, it makes everything easier. And Neil Lennon was a good manager for Celtic at a point, but he didn't have a certain style. Mm. We've got that now. We know exactly how we're going to play. We know exactly who we need. And we're starting to see why certain teams like Liverpool and Man City don't have the problems we have in the transfer market because they know exactly what they're mm. looking for. They go out and get it. They bring them in and they slot in seamlessly. This is what happened at Celtic and it's brilliant. It's unsettling me as well. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's unnerving. Isn't it? It's all very well having a set idea of what you want your player to be, but it's another thing altogether actually finding that because yeah. we've joked in the past mm. about how 
everybody wants this in a midfielder. You want a guy who can chip in with 15 goals a season, who can open up a defence, who can make a couple of tackles. You're right. It's effectively Luka Modric yes, you're yeah. after at the end of the day. So they go out and actually find a guy who fits the system so perfectly. And I know it's early days. He's only played a couple of games. Mm. But to have the ground running like this for Matt O'Reilly for one point five million pound or something like that's absolutely ridiculous because see if Matt O'Reilly was playing in Scotland see if he was playing for Dundee United we'd probably pay more for yeah. Than, yeah. Than, than that we'd end up going, we'd pay sort of Turnbull money four for him. Odd, four odd million yeah, yeah. and the thing we always look at with players with Celtic sign we always go right there's when you're looking at Starfelt or whatever or, oh, there's a reason he's at Celtic mm. because he's he's got this flaw like Rogic you can't do the 90 minutes and all that yeah. sort of stuff we've had in the past well, Riley, I'm at. What is it? What, what's the, what's <laughs> mm, the catch yeah. here? Because I've not seen anything. He's a gorgeous looking boy as well, isn't he? Sure. Ah, he, he has it so all, Stephen. He's got it all. So, I mean, so what went wrong in the second half for us then? I think it was just a switch off, to be fair to Aberdeen. The the first goal, the the free kick with the, that put low into the box, is very well worked. Yes. There's mm. Scott Brown and one or two others that are blocking Celtic players getting out to it. It is well worked. We just switched off for a bit. That was just a wee a wee warning in there. The second one's a bit more concerning. It's just it's a goal from a set piece again. But when Aberdeen came into the game and it's it's all right now speaking about it because Celtic went on and get the victory, mm. but it wasn't as if they had his pin back. It wasn't as if again they didn't create chances. It was a from a two set pieces they got. There was the a goals. period of time though where they were kind on top of his mm. Yeah, but I didn't ever feel like maybe it was a wee bit different at the game and uh, I just didn't feel it. Because Celtic are so good now, I just feel like we'll be all right. Mm. We'll be all right. But whereas before, even a couple of months ago, like, oh no, this is going to be a tough one. I've just get, got more confidence in this team now. And I think the team have got more confidence in themselves as well. That, all right, if we get a wee setback, we can go up, go again. You remember the game, eh? Ah, a wee bit. Elvira did flop. Have ever had this week? If <laughs> yeah, he drinks. And who listened to the reaction podcast? Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll get it. Um, this is, I suppose, this old cliche, Stephen. It's all right to wheel him out from time to time, but it's getting into winning habit. And Celtic know now what it takes to get through games to win games and they've got a system they can rely on I was actually thinking about this just today just I was uh, preparing as much as we actually do that mm. we, we sometimes do that as much as it seems like we don't I was having a look at some things today and not I'm not like digging up stats or anything like, it just suddenly occurred to me that yeah that this season seems to be like kind of flying in now it's yeah. like the, yeah. the Angera is it's, we're in February already and 12 I'm, games left 12 league games left or something yeah, and unbelievable. Then there was the rebuild. There was the Don McKay era, mm. yeah. gone but not forgotten, big man. <laughs> no, but um, there was that. So it's all just been a, a big sort of whirlwind this season. But then I actually looked at it. Was like Celtic been winning some amount of games oh, recently? Right. I, it. I think since um, since we played and get gubbed off by our Leverkusen, lost four 0 to by our Leverkusen. I think we've played twenty seven games. And have won twenty four of them. Yeah, and one of those was losing to Leverkusen again three two, which which was a much better performance. Doesn't count. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, you've got the draws with Livingston and St Mirren. That's it. Just yeah. won every single game since then, and it's been that's that's unbelievable. And I know everyone's a little bit tense about you know getting the title back and the all this stuff I've already mm. listed, the rebuild and getting all these new players in. We've had all these the influx of players from Japan in, like guys coming in, making their debut, hitting the ground running. All this stuff's been happening. We're still winning games, winning game after it's, game after game. It is all coming up Millhouse, isn't it? <laughs> it's a wee bit. It's a wee bit. It, things are just going our way a wee bit too much with, <laughs> yeah. with, with this, which is why I think sometimes second halves like Aberdeen are important because it, it, it reminds you, it reminds you to stay on your feet, keep on your toes. And I think that's maybe why Andrew was so pissed off at 
watching the Wraith performance yeah. because he's like, if you want to win leagues, you can't approach a work like this in any way for any game. No, no, no that's it. I think that was it. It was just one of those ones that like, here's a wee wee reminder for you, mm. lads. Like, yes, you won the game four 0 but I'll not forget the performance in there because. We were at it. It wasn't great, but the, the the Aberdeen one. It's another question answered for Celtic. Like you're always thinking, right? This team can play good football, mm. but what happens when they go a goal down? Well, we've seen we very rarely go a goal down these days. But if we do, we'll come back, get a two 0 lead, drop that, and it's two each. You're like, oh no, because we know Rangers are winning at the same yeah. time. It's rare to be playing at the same time, and because it is so tense, the fans will be like, oh come on, you need to push on within a minute we're ahead again like it's Aberdeen hadn't even finished celebrating neither Rangers either mm. uh, finished celebrating and we're back in front you're like ah, I'll be fine lads that's the way this season's going to go though I think isn't it Stephen it's going to be yeah. so tight so close and that's why all these games they just seem so important there's no doubt but it's, it's going to be ex extremely close and I've, I still don't know how it's going to end of course not but mm. I've, I've been, I'm really encouraged by the amount of Man of wins that Celtic have managed to string together that, that shouldn't be ignored regardless no. because there's a I mean, there's even European I think games that's in the there. First time we've conceded more than one league goal in a game since Dundee. Well, right, in November was that yeah, right? I think I think you're right. I th there's been very few goals in there because uh, after we conceded those two goals, both from set pieces, a few a few of the old questions started to appear mm -hmm. about the old the old set piece thing and all that. But even at that, like, I think we've conceded ten goals, ten domestic goals since Halloween, and yeah. two of them were in that game, and we yeah. still won it and still beat Dundee. Two of them, like, mm. two of them were in that as well. So. We're not conceding goals. And I think the set-piece thing obviously needs addressed. We conceded two of them, which isn't great, and Ange won't be happy about that either. However, what it, how it's often framed is that I see set-pieces, again, it's a totally different yeah. team. I don't think it's fair to, to put them yeah. in that. It's not Shane Duffy, and it's not oh, Dago Laxalt. Oh it's not John Joe Kenny. Thank, the, the, baby, <laughs> thank oh. the baby Jesus. <laughs> they more crap players than last season, man. It's good this, even though I'm basically just listing crap players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't think... Regardless of what it is from last season, you wouldn't dream of saying, oh, Celtic strikers have missed... Five, this isn't the case. I'm just yeah. making this up. Yeah. They've missed five penalties in a row, stretching back to 2019. You'd be taking it and going I have. I just got here <laughs> so my point is you can't dump that on the current defence it's still not excusing the, the manner that they conceded in but it do, it's got nothing to do with last season whatsoever and all the chat about oh it's Gavin Strachan's fault and all that I don't think it's fair at all I think it was a really well worked free yeah, kick as, as you've already said it just, there was a lot of screening like they, in basketball they, they play these screens yeah. where they block people's runs and all that there was a lot of clever blocking of runs going on in the box why is he using this jargon <laughs> <laughs> oh we're not talking about Chris Boyd no, no, no. Well, we might we might come when we talk about the 10 year anniversary but we're not talking about, we're not talking about Chris Boyd was, uh, was Jota's goal offside what the first one or the second one the winner think, I'm I, talking I, about the winner I don't think either of them were offside no the second one no it's a it's a split second right in line you, mm. you're no way you're telling that unless it's far from me so I think it was onside and looks like, I think Celtic deserved it as well nobody can really complain about us getting the three points there was an offside call in the Wraith Rovers game which were incorrect against Yakimakis mm. and I just feel like see for the good of the game right and I know that I know referees I'm talking directly to the referees here, that's not your remit you don't do things for the good of the game we don't really know what the referee's no. remit is right but do you would you not just give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker do you just do that I mean, for, I mean, uh, for the good of the game, people want to see goals. They want to see entertainment. You don't just flag when you think. It's if you think, if you're not sure, just give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. There's one from Jota in the Aberdeen game as well, where he get wrongly called up for something that he didn't really protest, which makes me think it wasn't offside. It was more a 
a shove. Again, mm. I got in a wee tangle with the defender and then ran through and scored, but he didn't protest at all. So I don't know I don't know if it was something to do with that, but it certainly wasn't offside. And with these things, we're dealing with inches here. And as much as the Bears have been ranting on about it for weeks now, we don't have VAR. So stop talking about VAR. VAR's not going to solve all your problems yeah. just now, right? So everybody stop talking about VAR. We don't have it. Mind our manager wanted to VAR the win. <laughs> he did like <laughs> VAR the win. <laughs> Is that film? Remember the happening with yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg where they're yeah. all running away for the wind? <laughs> that, what? No. Wait, oh, it's great That's film. my Mark Wahlberg impression. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the, 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 we don't have VAR, so stop talking about it. So these calls are absolutely marginal. Now, there's been a lot made of whether Abada was interfering with play in that because Bates ran into the back of him yeah. and he was offside. I'm not even convinced that it's definitively offside in the first place because all the replays of it show, he's in, he's, again, it's marginal calls mm. and the linesman's supposed to see the ball when it's played and measure inches across the park with people's toes exactly. being offside. It's almost impossible. So until we've got VAR, we can't, we can't talk in these terms. We can't talk in these, oh, someone's sleeves off. And that's why, I mean, if we could all just save ourselves the headache and save the Daily Record the columns and save the Rangers fans the moans, if we just give the benefit of the doubt to the attackers in this situation, I went, would you know it's a marginal call, so we'll let the attacker away with it. Not for me, Timmy, not for no? me, no. no. That's very Presbyterian of you. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a hard one. The Jota one... <laughs> You can't give that offside if you're not 100% bang precisely on. precisely what I'm saying. So, yeah. You have to do these things, but at the same time, if Rangers want to moan about VAR and all that, like if VAR comes in and is used properly, they're buggered. <laughs> yeah, they're buggered. Yeah, they are. Well, these, well, it's because the same refs that are making the bad calls on VAR. Yeah, well, it's all these retrospect, retrospective bans they get, they'll get them sent off at the time, these penalty shouts, they might not get all these, so careful what you wish for as somebody yeah. wants We said. kept up the winning. We, we got the points. Aberdeen looked up for it in that game, though. Oh, I mean, it's something they've obviously not shown for the majority of the games, but there were some players on there, Stephen, that, that wanted to win that oh, game. And there's been a, a bit of misconception after that game, after a picture emerged of Scott Brown or, or hugs and... Draw kisses with, with Tom Rogic and Greg. Ah, he knows them. He, he used <laughs> to work with them. He's his old work pals. I mean, do you know what? See, looking at that picture, it seems to be mostly initiated by the Celtic players as well because Scott Brown wouldn't be interested in doing that, no. that kind of thing publicly, which we saw during the game. He was absolutely dying to win that game. Don't expect any any favours off Scott Brown whatsoever. Johnny Hayes, that, he was oh, another yeah. one. Ross McCrory, is he an yeah. ex-Rangers? Aye. Aye, he was choking to win that game as well. I Aye. actually thought it was a decent performance for him. And now that they they play for Aberdeen and are choking to win against Celtic, I've got no issue with telling them, get up them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. It's over. <laughs> That's what happens. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. 
You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Now listen, Cupid works hard in February, but our friends at Manscaped are working even harder to ensure that your Valentine's Day is one to remember. Don't turn this day of romance into Independence Day this year and get in control with our performance package 4.0, which includes our signature lawnmower 4.0. This February, join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Now we have an exclusive offer for you. Go to manscaped.com and insert code TIMS for 20% off. That's not unsubstantial. And free shipping. Contrary to popular belief, love is not blind, especially when you can't see it past a love jungle. That is the copy we were given. I apologise. This package also includes the Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear hair trimmer to whack the worst of your weed. So it's not just below the waist grooming, it's above the waist grooming, an area that's often overlooked. Manscaped even threw in two other free gifts, their shed travel bag and a pair of their anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys cool and collected. That whole package, 20% off and free shipping, manscaped.com, use code TIMS. As David Bowie said, changes <laughs> uh, were brought in. Dance, magic dance. Yeah, were brought in um, for the Wraith Rovers game. Is there MD Melly that came in for the Wraith Rovers game that you really think is making a, sh- a sh- call, a shout for a starting place? Uh, no, not really. I think the changes okay, were... Okay, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I think the changes were good changes. I think they were necessary and it gave players a chance to show what they could do and the only one I can really say was Liam Scales but again if I take away his goal did he really do anything in the game that was outstanding or brilliant probably not and Liam Scales is decent what what he's going to be is a second choice left back he'll Mm. come in when Greg Greg Taylor needs a, a rest and look there's some things about him I really like the same with Greg Taylor see if we could just Amalgamate them, <laughs> put them in the machine from the fly. Scaler and put, put the two of them. Impossible the for now. <laughs> simply, simply can't do it yet. <laughs> it's the only skills he came into the club, and I don't think many people are too enthusiastic about. No. They had to look at this guy, and he's what is he twenty four or something like that? Yeah, Desmond signing me. Uh, he's twenty four from the League of Ireland, and you're thinking, what, I mean, what can this guy can achieve? There was yeah. rumours that he played striker, centre back, left back. Like there was like a, a utility player, twenty four year old for the League of Ireland. I actually think Liam Scales has been fine. Oh, yeah. I, I, he is he's firmly second choice left back at Celtic and I think he's been fine since he came in and that goal was a peach we talk about this type of subject all the time for the number of seasons the oh, seventh season we're in this we, mm. we talk about this type of thing all the time the the idea of backup and second choice this and all that he's 
absolutely perfect for me as a as a guy who can come in and just play 12 15 games a season alleviate the pressure on Greg Taylor is he ever going to be better than that maybe not but I don't think he needs to be honestly I don't think it would ever be no if if anything ever happened to Greg Taylor where he was he was sold or he was injured for a long time I think Celtic would go out and get another left back I don't think it would be just Taylor and then Scales would come in I think it would be in much the same position as he is now just a guy who plays a dozen games a season or so but he's been absolutely fine I, I quite like him I have to say I know he doesn't he didn't show up all that well on things like scouting and stats and all that but he looks a decent player going forward he's got a couple of goals he's created a couple of goals for Celtic he looks pretty you know hardy this is like faint praise you know, yeah, we're seeing yeah. he's decent. He, I know we're seeing he's decent. He's job, but I, I think it's fair enough because of the perception of him when he first came in. I mean, yeah. the minute he landed, people are like, oh, boy's never going to play for Celtic. Yeah. He's absolutely useless. What's the point in this signing? And he's 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 doing well. Yeah, it's, it's the same on the other side with the fullbacks. It's like when uh, Juranovic goes out and Ralston comes in. It's not we're going to really miss Juranovic today. Mm. That obviously Ralston's not quite as good, but still comes in and gives you the exact performance you're looking from him. It's the same on the other side with Taylor and Scales. I feel if one drops out, you're not. Oh no, we're really going to miss Greg Taylor. So that sort of depth is ideal. It's just centre half. I'd probably say the same. Stephen Welsh is fine when he comes in and he can do the job there. But it's a wee bit further forward where I'm a wee bit worried about some of the. Were you, but were you surprised to see Welsh start instead of Julian? Because Julian's been itching for a game. I thought maybe we'd get the two of them in there, but mm. look, it's a difficult one to change your whole backline. Uh, yeah. Even though it is Rafe Rovers, it's still. It's still a cup game, and again, if you change your whole backline, go out. Why? Why would you change it all? Cameron Carter, Vickers. The ideal scenario would have been if they got the second goal a wee bit earlier, and Julian could come on. But look, maybe Julian's not quite ready for a full ninety minutes yet, so we don't know the ins and outs of it. But Carter, Vickers, and Welsh were fine, and then Julian coming on. To be honest. Julian coming on was probably the highlight of the game. <laughs> it was, that was yeah. the biggest cheer anyway. Jota beat someone at one point. We were absolutely going rapturous <laughs> in, the, in the crowd. But see, Julian, I, I was when we were going to the game. We recorded our at the match podcast. Mm-hmm. We Where can um, you find that podcast? Oh, I, see, I was well. interested. Say, say, like I wanted to say, for instance, Stephen, I was one of the people watching this or listening to this, and I like, I thought I like this podcast. Been listening for a wee while. To, to the, the flagship I want more I want more like match reactions I want Celtic features I want question and answers I want video content where could I Joe Public get that I'm glad you asked Jamie thank you where you can go is patreon.com slash 20 minute Tim's that must cost a fault that must be 500 quid a month for all that 1000 but no it starts at £2.50 a month which I is, don't know why I'm not doing it yet then it's not even real money it's not even real money don't know. Can I figure it out? Anyway, carry on. Struggle to get a happy meal for so, that. I don't know what. what, what so that was just let me get that right. Patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. That 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 link again is patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Just in case you didn't pick me up the first or second. It was patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims, you said, wasn't it, Melly? <laughs> yeah, it was. Mate. Okay, carry on. <laughs> when we got to the game, uh, we were recording our little pre match bit, and I mm. said that, oh, I'm kind of worried about Julian because this is the game I expected them yeah. to play in. Turned out he did uh, play the, a, a part 20 odd minutes or so and looked absolutely fine. But the other element of this is that I'm not saying this is definitely true, I'm just speculating, but there is the odd off chance that Ange might not be as bothered about this as we are. Like we we've yeah. we've experienced Julian for a couple of years and he's had big moments. He scored against scored a cup final against Rangers, mm-hmm. scored against Lazio. He said big goals, big performances, he's a popular guy. 
Fans might not really be that bothered. He might just be like, look, he's just another part of the squad. Well, and I, I, I've got Carl Starfelt there. I've got Carter Vickers. I've got Stephen. I've got Welshie, who's Welshie. been doing well as well. I'm not really all that bothered about getting Julian back. Well, in he's kind of. Ange always talks about opportunities, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he's yeah. like he said that about Mikey Johnson, who will come on. He said that about a lot of us. I can't manufacture an opportunity. You need to be be ready, and then when you're called upon. You need to take your opportunity and grab it with both hands. And I think that's all Julian needs because I think Julian's a good player. There's been some talk since he's been out the team. It's kind of went the reverse with Julian. You know how some people are out the team for long periods of time and their star sorts of sorts to rise, starts to rise. A wee yeah. bit of people go, Oh, you need to be playing him, he's great, he's brilliant. It happened to Bowling Goalie, it happened to Barkas. These guys are out the team and people are saying they need to get in the team. It sort of happened the opposite with Julian. People are going, Oh, I think he may be a wee bit too slow for Ange, or I don't think he's as good as this or as good as that. But for me, based on what I've seen from Julian, he slots in right beside Starfelt and Carter Vickers. I don't think there's any major drop off, if at all, in quality between the three of them. It depends how I say a long time out, isn't it? Nearly what twelve. Yeah, based on what we've seen from Julian's Julian's history at Celtic. Yeah, in the past he's been a really good player, but you just it's kind of like when we speak about like Forrest and Mikey Johnson. Maybe this team's evolving beyond these guys. And not, I mean, we'll get to the two wingers in a minute. It's not evolving beyond Julian. I mean, you're talking like the guy's thirty odds. Oh, he's done. No, no, but he's he's been out for a long time, and it wasn't as if he had great pace before that. Mm-hmm. He's a big, powerful defender, and. We've seen Julian's weaknesses. If the ball goes out wide, he struggles in those wide areas, containing players, and he can get turned easily. Ange's fullbacks go inside, and your two centre halves could be left one on one. So it might not marry up the way he's looking for it. And look, Julian, right now, I think he gets to the end of the season, then he's got a year left in his deal. And when managers come in, they sort of want their team. Julian's been out for so long, he's come back. Ange hasn't, Ange's no previous recollection of Julian so mm. he's just a guy coming in he's seen him right now for what he is and he's probably looking and going Darfield and Carter Vickers has been un- unbelievable for me and when Stephen Welsh has come in apart from Sunday when he absolutely balled at him yep. he's been great for me so it's going to take a lot to get ahead of them and it's probably not Julian's fault that he's in there he's just been injured so there's nothing he can do the guy, three guys ahead of him have been brilliant he's losing he could be losing Carter Vickers this summer no Stephen Julian might be the guy oh, it's highly possible Carter Vickers could go because yeah. as much as we would want him to stay we don't know what options he's going to have he's, he's getting to that age now where he probably thinks he could maybe step up a level I, mm. I don't know he's an inexperienced guy but he's He's in that kind of Boyata boat that we've spoken about before, but he's he's older than his on-field yeah. experience. So Are you he's trying to name as many crap players <laughs> as you can. Given his PTSD, I've got I've got a bet on. So I'm playing, <laughs> playing bingo with somebody watching. <laughs> uh, the the Julian, th- it's weird you should mention that about him going wide and struggling out there. There was a moment in that game where. Wraith Rovers were on something of an attack, but now that bit where when you're playing fives and like you might be marking the guy in the ball, but somebody else in a better position, you go switch. Yeah. And like, he actually did that with Ralston and Julian ended up in the right back position. And Ralston, terrible, and Ralston floated inside. I was like, oh, here we go, man. What's going to happen here? But it looked ridiculous, but uh, they were absolutely fine. And it was nice to see him playing a couple of speculative balls over the top. And all. I think it was mainly, it was a couple of balls to... Jack, I don't, don't, he might not have been mm. on at that point actually but um, a couple of balls over the top maybe even just to show off to the fans like kind of, look what I've still got basically yeah. uh, we, we need to talk about him we need to talk about the pair of them I'm a wee bit worried about Mikey Johnson oh, I'm gutted for him man it was horrible watching that when we were at the game I said to Stephen right from the start I was like oh, it could be his day of the day because he looked yeah. very very up for it, the ball came out to him in the left, he took a few players on, he had a good shot that just went over the bar, I thought this could be his day and then it sort of 
turned into what we've seen from Mikey Johnson. To, to be fair, I heard you say that in reaction, but I think, in all fairness to Mikey Johnson, Wraith changed what they were doing a wee bit and they just doubled up on him. They yeah. saw the problems he was causing and they changed their shape a wee bit. The, and it worked yeah. for him. It worked um, on him, rather. But, um, Speaking here as if people were with me and Steven at the game, but when we were speaking at See, the if game, if you download that podcast, we recorded it's almost like, like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the idea. It's an experience. It's, wonderful. it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> what we're also saying is like it's going down Celtic's left hand side a lot, and Johnson's getting double up, not doubled up on. Mm. Right, fine. So there should be space out in the right for a right winger to get it, but it just was invisible, absolutely invisible. And any time it went down there, it just came inside and went out left. So while Mikey Johnson didn't have the best game. He was trying to do things and I can't say the same about James Forrest but again with Mikey Johnson you're kind of waiting for it and to go down with that injury I was gutted for the boy because it's just that it's going to be more questions about him Is he? how long is he going to be out for is this the last we'll see of him this season and people are sort of writing him off and I can't really blame MD for that but I'm just gutted for the boy as well because today Celtic put a thing on Twitter it was Joe Hart well Love Hearts mm. Valentine's Day and all that and it was Cheeky Boy was one of the Valentine's thing uh, the Love Hearts okay. and he had to pick a playoff to put that to and he said Mikey Johnson but what he said within that was that he's gone through a lot of injuries and people out with the club don't know a lot about that so he really tries hard he's a talented player so there's things going on with his injuries we don't know about so don't like tr judging him too much but just seeing how distraught he was he's, 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 one, of, he's one of our own isn't he Stephen you, you always want to see these guys do well and yeah. you just want him to get a break do you? Yep. you want him to catch a break I'm actually disappointed to get the context on that cheeky boy thing mm. there because I didn't realise it was a category because I just saw the quote as Mikey Johnson is a cheeky boy <laughs> <Do you laughs> that's, that's, what terrible <laughs> that's, that's all I'd known I'm actually oh, disappointed terrible now. part we never mentioned the, the decent lad the, the guy running on the pitch at the Aberdeen game <laughs> I Do you not see this? I don't remember that, no. No? A guy ran on the pitch at the Aberdeen game um, and tried to get a video with Joe Hart. Oh, I did. I did. Was like, aye, aye. Aye. Joe Hart's like, tell him, lad, tell aye. him. Get away. <laughs> I did he, see that. Joe Hart's commitment to the pattern, even when <laughs> someone runs on the pitch. The, the, oh, right, the, wingers, uh, the wingers have been a big subject yeah. um, after this game for obvious reasons. And it's not helped by the fact that they're under intense scrutiny because they are the second choices now to uh, yeah, some, of our some of our best players this season. Jota, Kiogo's played out left a wee bit. Don't really like to see him there, but he can operate there. Maeda's been similar. Abada's been outstanding. So th this is the context that these guys are now playing in and it's not ha happening for them. Different reasons. You've already made the distinction that Mikey Johnson was just... He was just closed out. He was just yep. closed out of the game. It started well and things started going wrong for him. He had that shot, but what I would say about that shot is we see that from him all the time. That's what Mikey Johnson does. He cuts mm. inside and levels it over the bar. When One thing he did though, he opened up the defence with a really nice through ball to, I think Scales had gone in the, the kind of underlap. He played it into the box. But I'm, I'm kind of reaching here for it because it just it went wrong for him and he went off injured again. And I think that he's now in danger of the team just evolving past them is is the way you've put it there, Melly. But I think it's it's just moving on without them. I think these guys are just going to get left behind. Now, people say, well, there's still a player in there, I would just keep him. But kind of running out of reasons to do that. You can't just stockpile players all the time because people say that about everybody. Mm. Like People say that about Ewan Henderson. Uh, there's still a player in there, keep him. Where would they currently be if it was yeah. around this squad? Even Liam Henderson. Liam Henderson is obviously a player in there let's hang on to him where would he currently be so I don't think we can look at that on it we need to look at what Mikey Johnson is actually providing what he has the potential to provide and with his injury record 
it's looking like not an awful lot. And I'm gutted for him as well because you've already said, Jamie, that this is a Celtic youth product. These are the guys we love getting behind. But four seasons in or whatever it is for Mikey Johnson, I wouldn't be surprised if players who have signed in the last 18 months or so have now played more minutes than, than yeah, Mikey probably. Johnson. Yeah. There will be. In fact, there mm. will be players who have just recently signed who have played more minutes. I'm not blaming him for any of this at no. all. Right? He's just he's just had terrible, terrible luck with injuries. But at the same time, decisions need to be made on these bases all the time on football. I mean, they are, aye, you're right. I, I'm obviously, with this talking about Mikey Johnson and Joe Hart's comments and you know the injuries he's had and all that, I'm reminded of Neil Lennon telling him to fuck off <laughs> that when he pulled up injured in a game last just season. Cut out everything I've just said and yeah. we'll just, we'll just <laughs> insert that in. Yeah. Neil Lennon, like, fuck off. <laughs> um, speaking of like the team evolving past people. You hate writing, you hate doing this to players, right? You hate, but people love a wee bit of controversy. They love a wee bit of the chat. And they love you being honest, but it's you, you always feel bad thinking about Christ. Would I say this to the guy's face? But you feel like this team has evolved past James Forrest. He mm. looks like a relic in this Celtic team now, compared to the dynamism of dynamism of a badder Jota. You're looking at Forrest, and that's like a major, major downgrade now. Yeah, because with Mikey Johnson, you can say, right, injuries, but James Forrest, he's back now. He's been back for a bit now. There's been no injuries for him this year. He's had opportunities, and not once has he taken them. Not once. We've sat here a number of times going, just not seen it with James Forrest. Then I go, and I, I watched him closely, said to Stephen, 20 minutes before he tried to take on a player, mm -hmm. 20 minutes before he took on a League One player, that's not good enough at home for Celtic. And I don't know if. That was another game where you can go, right, get your confidence up. The guy, I don't like saying the word hiding, but I don't feel he makes himself available. Mm. There was times where he wasn't dropping deep enough to get the on the ball, or he wasn't making runs in behind to create space or take a defender with him. And even when it got into the second half, he had a chance where he cut inside and he took an extra touch, an extra touch. He had three or four opportunities to take the shot and he didn't take it. And you just, when you see players warming up and you see a sub coming on it's as if he looks over before knowing he's going to be mm, the yeah. ones come off you should be out there making sure the manager can't take you off and I just can't see that from him it's, but the, sorry just before we're talking about strength and depth and the two full back areas are good centre halves central midfielders brilliant options up front now we've got good options it's the wide areas that you're looking at something happened to Jota Rabada you're going Johnson's out Forrest isn't the answer. Maybe I have to move my head out there. It's not ideal. So that's the only bit of concern that maybe towards the end of the season, if we do sign Jota, we probably need well, another we, one as well. Well, we just need to manage that. Don't mean these players and Forrest in particular just need to step up and, and do the business. If no, he's, he's not doing it when he gets If he's called upon, because I think it's unrealistic to expect, whilst we've got a player like James Forrest at the club, I think it's unrealistic to expect two Jota level players for every oh, no. position to a badder. So when, yeah. when the opportunity comes, but... Maybe it's just me. I sort of incorrectly always compared James Forrest to Callum McGregor. Mm, yeah. Similar ages, came about the similar time. The sort of senior guys in the squad. Callum McGregor's thriving under edge. He's absolutely thriving. Whereas James Forrest, you're just like, I don't know. It's like the old, I don't know, some old guy just struggling to keep up with the beat test, struggling to keep up with the fit. You know, I know he's obviously not, he's fit enough and all that, but you're just watching it going, it's just no really working out for you, man. You, it, this team has maybe moved beyond you. Well, there's, there's speaking of decisions, haven't been made harsh decisions. I said that a few weeks ago, and we've been talking about Forrest a lot, mm. and his form hasn't changed. We had the discussion about how this is running about the time wingers start to fall off entirely when it comes to taking players on. That doesn't mean they're finished, it just means they might need to adapt. I, don't, I can't really honestly say he's done that so far, but there's a decision coming about 
whether or not to give him a new contract very, very soon. Mm. I think when's it up? On the end of next season. Mm. So would you just, give it? I don't. I don't think so. No, I, I don't, don't think, think so. so but I, I know there were people screaming at this. People screaming at their their phones or their laptops or whoever watching this or listening, saying, "Of course you do." I've got sweet Jamesy's one. And well into the teens and trophies anyway I can't remember off the top of my head which says it says speaks wonders uh, speaks volumes rather that I can't remember how many trophies yeah. the guys won yes I, I accept that but at that point you're talking about like what, what value he could possibly have after a certain point do you give him a new contract when he's anyway 31 in the summer he'll be 32 at the end of the end of the, his current contract do you give him another contract or, or will Doak have overtaken him mm -hmm. by then because that, he's snapping at his heels now as well so I don't want to come across as if I've written the guy off at all. I'm simply just trying to deal with the realities of what we're being and faced we can only with. Face it. I like you yeah, say, yeah. like with the performances we're seeing, it's yeah. not like we've just. It's not like he's been brilliant, but we've just decided, right? You yeah. don't get a new contract. I mean, it's, it's struggling to justify it. And the the Scott Brown comparison is a red herring for me um, mm. because people say, "Oh, Scott Brown was written off, and look how good he became." But he adapted his game. He, yeah. he turned into yes. a completely different player under Brendan Rodgers than he'd previously been. He sharpened up his lifestyle and totally changed as a not only a player but as a, a professional. Mm. I'm not saying James Forrest is for a second is unprofessional, but can I see James Forrest becoming? A midfielder or a number nah, 10 or something nah. it's, I, I really can't stretch my imagination to that at all the, when uh, Ange came in and we've said, we were told he's going to play with wingers high and wide that should be ideal for James Forrest mm, yeah. and what you're saying is right maybe this team's moved beyond uh, James, has evolved beyond James Forrest but really when you look at James Forrest's characteristics and qualities as a player it should fit into this system perfectly right winger goes on the outside takes men on and gets the ball into the box but we're watching James Forrest playing in his ideal position, playing where he wants to, and he's simply not doing it. So it's what the are we getting for here? Me. It's, see if you watch Celtic's forward line, right, and all the players that are involved in that, maximum, they take three touches. Maximum a lot of the time. One, two, bump, move, 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 touch, move. James Forrest gets it, and I've spoken about this in the podcast, and it's infuriating because you watch this lovely build-up out to the and out to the wingers, the, the fullbacks bring it in, play out to the wingers, and then it's like touch, touch, take a guy on, miss, touch, touch, touch. And you get the feeling the other guys in the team are going, mate, yeah. you know, running himself into blind alleys and all that. Well, Lange specifically mentioned the taking of too many touches after the Raythro. <laughs> oh, did he? Uh, yeah, I, I it's, 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 it's clearly by a mile the most annoyed he's been at Celtic. Mm. By a mile. And it, it wasn't just, you know, there's the clip of him shouting at the defence for constantly going back the way, but... He's not. He's not focusing specifically on that. It's the whole performance. He mentioned that the the touches were just far too many, mm -hmm. and it doesn't like his team to play like that. Often, when Celtic have turned in a not so great performance, it's not like the as we said earlier, the Neil Lennon that was outstanding, that was top class. But Ange will usually just say we're miles off where I want us to be. Yeah. We're, we're getting better. We're, we're improving our football. He, he says these things all the mm -hmm. time. He's never just outright visibly angry about it which he was there and I can only imagine that the taking too many touches thing is directly aimed yeah. at James Forrest yeah and it's the same with the, the defence and Beaton as well when he was shouting Beaton well she get it forward why are you going backwards that's not how he wants to play and when we're looking at that I'm glad he was angry about it and I'm glad he came out and said what he said after it because you're coming away from going we won 4-0 you can't really be that unhappy mm. but it shows how far the team's come from the start of the season that a 4-0 win in the cup and you're like that 
Sorry, I just laughed. I was sitting moaning here about, for about half an hour about a 4 0 victory. It was, it was boring, was though, man. And that's the thing. We were sitting at the game and we weren't entertained. And you can't really say that much about Celtic this season that you're always entertained or always in the front foot. But we weren't, we weren't moving the ball quickly enough. And again, when Beaton comes in for Cal McGregor, we see that fence aren't moving it quickly enough. When the forward players are getting it, they're not doing enough. And and just like that's not enough for me. Mm. I can't just be getting through games because if you allow the standards to drop, you'll get a bad result soon. And that's probably the easiest game we'll get in the cup. You know, oh, the, right. ne- the next opposition are going to be quite a, are going to be quite a tricky one. Um, but just another team in our ways. We march on towards Angie's treble. As far as I'm, oh, as far, there as, it goes. There's it, a T-word. Uh, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, might even be a quadruple, if, depending on how well we do against Bodo Glimp. An historic, oh. unprecedented quadruple is on. You heard it here first. Aye. We just need to bash Bodo Glimp, Melly. Bodo Glimt, it's going to be a, a strange game this one, I feel, because they've got a, again, they've got a certain way of playing. They've got the manager in place who plays this way and brings in players mm. to play that way. But like Celtic, the turnaround they've had because they're they're just in their pre season, it's not went well for them. But at the same time, you're like, ah, if pre season's not going well, but look how pre season, how we turned out after pre season yeah. didn't go yeah. well for us. So I think, I think it'll be a, I still think it'll be a difficult game for Celtic despite all the changes for them because they're going to presses and we don't get that that much. I think it could suit Celtic as well to play out because if we break their press, we should be able to get in on them. But when we see teams sit in, it's usually we've got a lot of the ball, but guys like Starfield and Carter Vickers will probably be pressed a lot more. So there could be wee chances for them. So it's going to be quite a strange one because we're going to be looking at the scouting of them but yeah. scouts got a tough job looking at this team for me yeah, yeah well we've got a full scouting podcast coming up on patreon.com we hire professional scouts to look at Celtic's major opponents and then we'll release the podcast prior prior to the game Stephen though it's I can see I can see what Miley's saying about the way they're going to approach the game but it kind of doesn't matter because Ange always approaches these games in the <laughs> yeah, same yeah, way yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Leverkusen Betis Rangers the, our approach is always the same trying to impress our style on them normally about this time if we were engulfed in a pretty tight title race as we clearly are mm. I'd be wondering if this is maybe a distraction we could probably do without but for some reason I'm quite looking forward to yeah, this yeah. I'm quite enjoying the, the European, European game it's like, yeah that, that, that's it the, the part of the journey and all that, all that stuff I know it's in a, a lesser competition now but if anything that's kind of stoked it a bit yeah, for me yeah, because I, I think we, we can do something in this I kind of don't <laughs> I kind of don't even recognise it as the, the third level European because all the teams in it are teams we play in the Europa yeah, League yeah. anyway yeah, I mean, the Bodo Glimt will be a, a tough one to nail down for other reasons. That they've Mellie's sold a said. lot of players. Exactly. I think, it, sold yeah. some guy, I think Hibbs picked up one of their players. Oh, as really? Well. I, yeah. They've lost major players, um, the players with Celtic have been linked with in the past. Mm. They, I think it's a fullback and Berg yeah. that we've been Walk linked in. with. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. Um, thanks for bailing me out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the thing is, they've had massive results this season mm. in Europe, massive results that basically shook Europe, really. They absolutely hammered Roma. This is still this season. It feels like years ago that they did that, but it's still in, the, in recent memory. However, they have lost a lot of players that were involved in that, so it's a, they're a tough one to sort of nail down in that regard. And Stephen's right in what he's saying. I'm excited about this as well because you're looking at it and going like, right, come on, Celtic. This is a... You probably should win this tie. And then, mm. like, oh man, it has been so long since we played Forgot any further yeah. than the first knockout stages we'll only get to the last whatever it is because there's an extra round of this but 
extra games going into March in Europe. That's unheard of. Do you know what we could be doing? We're getting shot at that as well. See that? We haven't won a knockout competition in yeah, Europe since yeah. 2004. We could be doing... Like it matters. Yeah, like I, it matters. Again, that's another one. A perfect example of what I was talking about earlier. Some of these players were, were still at school yeah. when, we were, <laughs> when we were losing these uh, knockout ties. So it's, it's unfair. Was but... Ben Doak even alive? No. No, 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 <laughs> no he wasn't. wasn't no. No. So... As much as it's total bullshit and doesn't matter, still want ready anyway, yeah. so that people can't see it. Good for Ange to just tick these things yeah, off, yeah, just, exactly. just tick all yeah. these things off. And then Dundee um, in the league, I mean, Lee Griffiths is no wait, no, he's not Lee Griffiths is Dundee Falkirk. Yep, he's at he's at Falkirk now. So we've got Dundee in the league, but it doesn't matter. You can't say it's only Dundee. It's a, it's a must win. All these games yep. are must. All these games are must win. As you said, Steve, we went on this massive winning run, but I mean, you're still not shaking Rangers off. No, you know, no. no. And look at Dundee must win. You know, at some point we're we're going to drop points, yeah. but at the same time we're taking off these games. But you're just looking at the fixtures, going right, okay. And then if we go through New Europe, but Easter Road, Levy and Ibrox are our next three away games yeah. in the league. So there is still tough games coming up. So it's just. On to the next one. Speaking of things I want shot of, Livingston, can we beat them at yeah. some point as well? Please, Jeez. just no. get get rid of that. Beat Rangers at Ibrox, please. Yeah. There's another one. Uh, and then obviously, as you mentioned, Hibs, but they're not having the best time of it. Look, it is Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, and we've got a romantic night planned once these cameras go. It's going to chill out, get to know each other's bodies and all this. <laughs> um, uh, but it is also 10 years today that Rangers went into administration. Wow. And it depends on who you talk to. If you speak to a Celtic fan, they'll tell you, you know, Rangers went into administration, then they went into liquidation, and the club died, then they get had to start all over again and all that sort of carry on. You speak to a Rangers fan, they go, well, the club went into administration, then liquidation, then nah, nothing else happened. It's, it's all the same thing. Start the journey, mate. Start, start the, the That was... Making friends in the lower leagues. Uh, <laughs> that was, honestly, see when they were going under Craig White and all that, and the oh. hits just kept coming. What a time that was to be a Tim. There's an absolutely amazing documentary about it somewhere to mm. be made, like a proper independent one, no one made by Rangers or the BBC or anything. Yeah. Like someday, Louis Theroux. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that would make, <laughs> make, make a thing about, about Rangers, because I've forgotten half I've forgotten Aye. half of the nonsense that went on, but uh, Craig White and Charles Green and all that were just, standouts. But it was party time every yeah. Celtic oh, game you were ev at. It was... Every day there was something new coming out. And, that, and it, again, it's all the the guy with the Stuart McCall haircut upsetting and all that. Yeah. The big house must stay open. All the classics. <laughs> the big house must stay open. Where did that guy get that line? <laughs> all the classics <laughs> coming back. Hell, but man. I just hope uh, uh, that was yeah. the Stuart mm. McCall guy. I just oh, hope sorry. that a uh, guy that. Um, was at the Inverness game that day at the Huns are going bust and he's shouting yeah. again I hope he's having a cracking <laughs> night tonight man that guy's loving it still remember exactly where I was when I received yeah. the text from, from Jamie yeah. over there uh, as, weirdly enough it's yards from where we sit right now where mm. I could throw maybe two stones Ooh. and hit exactly where I was when I saw that text I was walking across the road at the time nearly Nearly got myself any bother. I wasn't <laughs> that much shock. Absolutely brilliant, man. And they're still living through it. It still haunts them. <laughs> oh, they right. still kind of deal with it and they can obviously kind of deal with the truth. So, And on that bombshell <laughs> from HMRC, <laughs> we shall wrap up this episode of 20 Minute Tims. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to everyone who watches and listens on whatever platform. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe and the wee bell so yep. you know when this drops. And if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever, just hit subscribe. Thank you so much and always patreon.com. That's 20 Minute Tims. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.